Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. She said, um, the dad is obsessed with you. Any normal person would have moved on by now and just focused on the children. The children are the only connection he has with you and they have become collateral damage. The children could suffer for the rest of their lives if you didn't stand up to him through these proceedings, as you have done. And it's taken such courage. You've done absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Pat yourself on the back. You're doing a fantastic job. And when I think of that, it gets me upset. I think about, you know, the days when I was like, oh, I want to give up. I think about um, the days when I'm like, oh, this is too much. I can't cope. Like, I feel like my my heart's broken. And I think now I'm at the point where I'm, I'm actually seeing my son, albeit in a room, um, I'm seeing him. You are listening to the Dope Black Moms podcast. We're going to be talking about family court and the family court process. And we're probably going to be covering some really sensitive topics. We're not going to be using any names to protect everyone involved um, as the dope black mum we are speaking to and this family are still in active court proceedings. So we can just say, dope black mum, I suppose. Yeah, we could. And yeah, we could, we could do that. So welcome mum, welcome dope black mum to the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> great, great for you to be here. And I just want to say straight off, just thank you for whatever you're about to share with us. Thank you. This can't be easy. I don't take it lightly and I appreciate you being here sharing. So just thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, obviously the aim of us having this talk is if we can shed light, if we can um, maybe debunk any myths, so we can, if we can make this, have this conversation openly to help any other mums, families that are struggling in the situation, if anybody can gain anything from this talk, I think that's the aim really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Great. So... Mum, can we start with, well, I suppose how this all started, how you found yourself in family court? Um, uh, me and my ex um, had been separated for a while. Um, we tend to disagree on most of our parenting of the children. Um, uh, one particular day um, during COVID, we had an argument about the timing. He brought um, my son back home and he happened to have both the children in his care. And I spoke to my daughter on the telephone. I remember being a Saturday, I think it was like the 18th, I think. And she wanted to come home. And I said to him, look, tomorrow I'm going to collect her. And he said, no. Just straight no. Yeah, um, and she was crying. Right, and did fear? What 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 were you thinking then? Did any kind of fear kick in? Did had he had he said no before? Did this yeah. feel any different from previous conversations? Literally, like a week or two, week, week or two before, he had said um, no about returning my son. But I just thought, oh, he's said this before. He's not going to do this. And once he had both of them together, I started to panic a bit more and. I remember my daughter being really emotional and I was like, no, it's fine. Mum's going to come and get you and we'll be fine. Um, until the next day, and we were in a Sunday and ringing him and ringing him and he just didn't answer. And and then is the panic yeah, rising then yeah. for you? Um, I started to just, you know, break down. I remember speaking to a, a friend of mine who just said, look, maybe you could go to his um his home and i was like mm, no but you know if i go i don't want to cause um, any upset to the children and she was like well if you don't go then maybe you can um call the police so in my head i just thought i could call the police and 
they would get her back. They would get them back, should I say. Um, but yeah, I was, I remember feeling uh, like I, I'd lost a right limb and I couldn't, I couldn't understand her, uh, how he was just saying no. Um, yeah. And, and before this no, before this night, this time, had you talked about custody where they, had you had anything been put in place or was it just pretty informal? We had a routine. Um, he would uh, regularly have the children um, two nights a week and if he wanted more contact with them, it wasn't an issue. Um, I'd co-parented with an um, older sibling that I have with her dad really well and I just felt that it was never in my best interest to hold any child away so I was just like if you want to have them on this date no problem um and I particularly enjoyed the fact that they were with their dad um because both children all children should have both parents so it was something that I just encouraged um you know I just he, he didn't have any restrictions it was with his days off, he had the kids. Okay. And if he wanted to do half the holidays or more, more time, you're more welcome. Okay, so at this stage, there was no need to think anything else. There were no warning signs. I mean, looking back, were there any flags or anything that you would have done differently or yeah. that you, I don't I know, mean, you missed at all? Every time he argued um, over the past eight, 10 years, um, court would be thrown into the, the mix, but it was just always empty threats. Um, so I just didn't think he'd ever do it. I thought, mm, you know, you have, you see your children, so it's, there's not a problem here. Um, I just, yeah, I just never thought of it. So I didn't, I mean, okay. yes, in, in, in more recently, uh, in the past few years, he would say he wanted to have my elder son my our son um more and that he wanted our son to live with him but i was like no that's not gonna happen i'm not gonna separate the children so no they're either with you and me uh, like both of them together um yeah i didn't i never ever felt that it would get to where it is now yeah so take us back then you have called repeatedly you're now debating the police, but you don't go to the police. What do you do next? I actually did go to the police. So um, a friend of mine okay. said, Okay. You... So, sorry, how long had this been now? How less long have the children been away from you? Less than 24 hours. So when I asked to get them back, it was less than 24 hours. So the next day I um, was panicking. Um, they, he'd had the children for the week, that week. And Bearing in mind we were during COVID, so um, they weren't going to school, so they were just with him in his home. Um, so a friend of mine said, if you do a welfare check, the police would go around there and check that they're okay. And in my head, that was going to be, the police are going to go there and they're going to bring the children back to me. Right. So what did you say to the police um, at that, that stage? The father's refusing to turn the children to me. I'm their primary carer. They live with me. He only has them this many days a week um, and they want their mum. And that wasn't the case. Um, uh, they didn't, they weren't even able to give me much information, just that they were fine when they actually went. Um, which... So they confirmed yeah. that they saw the children and that's it. At, at that stage, yeah. is that all um, they can so do? So I, I now know why they didn't have to, they didn't say any more however at the time they just said yep yeah, we've spoken to the children they're absolutely fine um they're safe and well and um yeah that's all we can do and i said but who are they with um because i knew they weren't with their dad i had a feeling that he was working and they were with somebody else uh, a woman and they didn't tell me this but i knew um but they weren't able to do anything else and I just broke down. Um, I was like, oh my but God. they're my children yeah. and they miss me and they want me. They need to come home. Um, yeah. And at this stage, you're obviously 
my phone, still nothing. No, the communication is completely broken down between you and no, him. No, he's, he's not emailing me and he's saying, because we had an argument like, like the week before, um, he kept saying to me that, you know, I need to get help and that, um, you know, he, he, he will look after the children and just really um, condescending, belittling things to make me question my sanity. Um, but I just thought yeah. this is normal. He's normally quite spiteful in these messages, um, but he's going to give me my children back because, you know, why wouldn't you? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now what's, what is the hour count? How many days have you been without your babies now? So it's been a week. Um, and Oh my God. What, what is your mental state right now in this week? Like, are you still, do you have to go to work? How are you functioning day to day? We were in lockdown. Um, and so it was really, right. really hard. Um, I, I'd get my family members to um, email, text, call, uh, and myself, and he would just ignore us. Um, he would e only really email, and he just would ignore the fact that we, we were asking to collect the children. Um, and a week turned into a month. Oh, my God. And what what are the kid what are the kids thinking? Well, you don't. I don't know. You don't, I, I had no idea um, at the time when this was happening. Um, I just was suffering. How old were the children um, at the time when this first happened? Uh, my youngest was five, and my uh, eldest was ten. Oh, so they're really in the room at that age. They they. Are reading emotion they understand what's yeah, happening yeah. and considering they're with me they can talk they can ask yeah, questions 100 yeah, percent um it, it wasn't normal for them to be gone this long and not to have com communicated with me um so i knew that they were distressed i knew that this wasn't okay but there wasn't like nothing i could do mm. um but i remember the first week uh i think it was that week uh another friend of mine who um works with family courts said to me you could do a court application and I just didn't know what to do and I, I thought that I should just do it because how else am I going to get them back he's not he's not listening to me or my family I just have to do a court application so I did and I'm dyslexic I fear paperwork and big words and all of that how, what was the application like? How did it, was it easy? Did it freak you out? Or is this just like, obviously you have to do it, but was it easy? No, it was really overwhelming. Um, so I went online um, to the government website and you uh, look at the child arrangements order. So it's a C100. Um, you have to pay a fee, okay. I think it's around 200 pounds. And you have to... See, already, I mean... That's still asking a lot. Two hundred pounds. What to get the paperwork? No, so you, you can to do submit get it. To submit it. So you, you can do it online, or you can print it off and obviously tick the boxes and write the statements in. Um, but I did it online. But where I was feeling so emotional and so stressed, I struggled to to, to get it done, especially on my own. Um, mm. I remember sitting in my living room thinking, "Oh, what do I say?" Um, and I just put everything down um, that had been happening over the past few weeks. Um, wow. And are there any services that could just, I'm just thinking of anybody listening who may have to go through this. Are there any services, you know, sometimes like when you do your passport and there's that option for somebody to look over mm -hmm. it and check. Is there anything like that? I didn't actually get any services at this point to help, but, but I know that you can go to like Citizen Device, Rights of Women. Great. Um, there's usually Mackenzie Friends online. There's, 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 there's there are various um, organisations that will probably support you. But however, as it's your story, I mean, you can tell it best. So yeah, and you need to be in a state to even ask for help. Like you need to be in a clear place to even be 
thinking and researching and finding yeah. these things yeah. in the first place. And I can just imagine it's been a month plus and just, you know, sleep deprivation, everything, the worry, the panic. It just must be hard to sit down and focus and fill out X pages on yeah, the form. It was so difficult. Um, I remember thinking, I can't, I just don't know what to do. And I kept relying on a, a friend of mine and, and her mum who was linked to the family courts. But, uh, you know, day and night, I was like, oh, is this right? Do I say this? Um, and then as the days were going on, I knew that I had to um, get the application submitted because I, I knew that it took, took a while for them to receive the application and, and give me an urgent hearing. Mm. Well, thank the Lord you had the money. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Because that could have held you up as well. Okay, so you get through the form, well done. And did that feel like a little light, a little bit relief? Did it feel like you're doing something? I received the the, um, the confirmation from the court saying, you know, we've seen your application. And then I got a, a few days later, I got a date, an urgent hearing date. Um, however, that was a month away. So we're, we're, I think we were like the first week we took them. I think I filled the application out. And then a month later was my hearing date. So we're looking at August now, August okay. last year. Okay. So the kids have been away now from you for two months. No, no, no. So initially they were gone like a day. I think that first week I applied for the application and then I got the, the, the court date. So it was in total a month for I hadn't spoken to them before I got to court. Okay. By the time you got to court, it was a month? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. And then, so you filled out the paperwork, and then the, the court hearing, is that the next yeah, stage? Yeah, so that was an urgent hearing. And um, right. I remember um, reaching out to a solicitor who um, was able to assist me with paperwork which again was really, really mind boggling because I didn't understand the process. I didn't understand that you had to submit information to then give it to the judge so that the judge was aware of what's going on. Um, okay, so can we just pause there? So for anybody listening, again, who's in a situation, is it an idea to just keep notes, keep records, document everything? A million percent in a minute you don't have your children, it is best to do a diary. Um, do a diary of every single day, any emails you send, any communication with other people, just so you know what you've done. And I think it really helped to be able to say, right, well, I called the police on this date. I try to call at this date every right. single time. You know, um, It's good to be able to look back so you can then collate it all together and show that you have tried your best to parent and the other person hasn't allowed you. Okay. And did you have to pay this solicitor who was helping? Yeah. So, um, again, it was I, I found them through a friend. Um, it was like a reduced rate. It was a fixed rate rather than um, a solicitor on roll. Um, I remember it being about, mm-hmm. for the paperwork, it was about a couple of hundred. Um, but then for the hearing, I remember it being like a thousand, 1,500. Um, 1,500. So right now, 1,900 Yeah, easily, yes. And this hearing was only for half an hour. And because we were disputing, he he had um, come up with with allegations uh, against me, my sister knew that there wasn't going to be enough time to get the children back at this hearing. And... So so the solicitor had prepared you... Okay. And at the at the court hearing, this was a physical no, meeting? No, so we're still in COVID, so everything's remote. Okay. Um, we were on the, um, the Zoom. Um, I think, it, I don't think it was Zoom, I think it was just telephone calls. It was like, a, you know, conference call. Okay. Okay. So you don't have to see him, you yeah. can just hear him. No, he doesn't speak because he had a barrister, so... It's just the representation right. speaking. However, if you're representing yourself, you would speak. And the same if your partner was representing their, their self, you would then hear them. But from the get-go, he had representation. So at this stage, we're at least nearly £2,000 mm-hmm. down. 
I can imagine many women are having to represent themselves. And for me, for the paperwork you have to get through and then having to speak eloquently with factual information in that sort of state, I can't do that at the best of times. So having to go and defend yourself for your, you and your children, I don't know if I could do that. I find it really, really hard to sometimes stay um, focused. Um, I would uh, yeah. want to just go into different tangents because I was so upset and so emotional and I wouldn't necessarily focus on can imagine. what the woman was asking me to kind of focus on. Like yeah. the question. Yeah. yeah, you might just want to just go off in one like rage. Yeah. I can imagine. Are you still having to work at this stage? I mean, I know we all have to work, but like, had you told work? No, anything? so I hadn't said anything to work. Um, I was working from home, so it was it was okay. I didn't have to see anybody. However, I wasn't really able to concentrate. Mm-hmm. I couldn't sleep. And did, um, I'd, oh every day um, I would wake up in a panic at about four or five o'clock in the morning um, and almost remember, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I'm in a nightmare. Um, I don't have my children here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was crying a lot. Um I just, I, I remember my hearing going. I couldn't, I couldn't um, hear things in one ear. Uh, I remember uh, I felt like I was in a daze. I couldn't really eat. Um, I, I was blaming myself, thinking, you know, it's my fault. I've um, given him this, this, this power over me and my children. Um, the times I wanted to end my life, thinking, you know, I'm, I'm maybe better off not oh. being here. Um, I just, I suffered a lot. Um, Emotionally, I I was really, really bad. Um, And I just kept thinking, how must my little girl be thinking? Because my son was okay. He he liked being with his dad way more than she did. And I just kept thinking, yeah, this isn't okay. This isn't okay. I need need her back now, now, now. So, yeah, Mm. it was terrible. I went to the GP. Um, I, I, yeah. What could they, could they do anything? So they I mean, initially subscribed um, Valium, and I was like, I don't want to take that. And because my ex had um, used my mental health, um, and right, the, you were conscious. Yeah, um, yeah, right. Yeah, he was like, you know, she's an unfit mother, and I'm not. But it, that was his um, mm. channel um, to go down. So yeah, I was. I felt really nervous to accept it, and I I said no. Um, and I just thought, no, it's fine. I can have therapy and the therapy will help me. Um, it didn't, (laughs) it didn't. No. So who have you got around you right now that knows and you can speak openly? At this this time? Just family? So Mm. yeah, my, my, my close family, everyone knew, uh, my friends. Um, I eventually did tell work, um, because I couldn't manage it all. Um, uh, the school hadn't known yet because they weren't back at school yet so it was okay to kind of hide it for a little bit longer um, Right. but I, I just I remember just feeling embarrassed I remember thinking uh, yeah. I don't have my kids and like people would say come out come out it was warm I remember being warm and uh, a majority of my friends have children so they'd be like come out come out and bring you know come along with the kids and I'm like oh I don't have them um, oh god, I didn't even think about that layer of just the shame yeah, and guilt. Of um, it. Yeah, yeah. So, what were you saying to your friends then when they were saying, "Come out"? My for close play? friends knew, but you know, like mums at the mm. school. But the yeah, mums at the know, school gate. I didn't yeah. want to say anything, and I just—I mean, I shared the care anyway with him, so people knew that I didn't always have my children anyway. But as the weeks went on, mm. and I didn't have them, it got more apparent, and I—I. I, I, um, yeah. I started working for a family um, who, like, who, their, their child goes to the school and I then had to tell them what happened. And I remember thinking, I don't want to say this. I don't want you to know what's going on in my no. life because it's my personal no. life and I don't want to share it with you. But, you know, in hindsight, I'm glad I did. They were amazingly supportive. Well done. Um, and still are to this day. So, Yeah. Well done. So in the process now, you've had your, fir- your first mm-hmm. court hearing 
And what happens after this? So because there was disputes between uh, what we were both saying, well, not necessarily me, he had come with allegations. The judge was like, for the interim, there should be contact uh, until we can get to the bottom of what the allegations are. Um, Okay. And at that moment, are you like, yes, there is a light. I can see... I mean, yeah, I can see yeah, my so children. Yes, I'm feeling great, no problem. And my solicitor said, you know, I think it's best that you you, you have the weekends. And I was like, mm, not really. I, I want them all. I want them all the time. And she was like, no. Um, I suggest you you go with this. And she said, uh, go for Friday to Mondays. So I was like, yeah, that's okay. Then that's fine. That's fine. It's better than nothing. And because I was stripped of the care for a whole month, I would have been grateful for one mm-hmm. hour, to be honest. Yeah. Give me anything. A minute with my babies. Um, I, I hear you. Okay, so you went you went for Monday yeah, Friday, Friday to Monday. Monday and the judge said, Yep, yeah, right, both children should be with you Friday to Monday, overnight, and uh, until we can deal with this. However, once that was put in place, yeah. my ex didn't ever give me my son. He only ever gave me my daughter. So <sighs> So it's not policed then, that process, obviously. The, the yeah. judge says it, but there's no no follow-up from any, no, any agencies? No, no. He just said, he kept saying, um, my son my son doesn't want to be with you, um, so he's not sending him. And that remained for a year. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I'm... I'm now a year I and a half into this, so, yeah. Oh, my God. So you've got your daughter with you Friday mm-hmm. to Monday. Then you yep. have to give her back, and you just simply haven't seen no, your so, son. Um, contact, indirect contact was ordered to have, to have phone calls daily. However, what he would do is okay. when I would call, when my daughter wasn't with me and my son, uh, he would put my daughter on the phone, but not my son. He would put my son in front of the PlayStation. Um, he would, God, that's yeah. He would say he it? doesn't want to talk to you. He doesn't want to talk to your your older child, um, even though they've grown up together. Um, he would just not make him available to ever speak to me, and mm. it was just getting more difficult to try and even have any level of communication with my son. And how did you parent through this? How did you mother your your children, your daughter, what, all of your children? How did you how did you do that? Um, with my oldest, um, yeah, I just think I wasn't present. Um, she wow. was in her last year of um, sixth form, uh, doing her A levels. Obviously, we we're all going for a pandemic, so it was really bad. Mm-hmm. There were times when. Uh, it would just be me and her in the house and it'd be really quiet because they weren't the younger two weren't here and I would just break down and I remember oh one day God. um oh, I feel sad remembering it I remember I was um mm-hmm. at home and I was crying and I just couldn't hold the tears in and she came in the room and she said um mum what's wrong and I was like I just really miss them. I really miss them. And he won't let me see them. And I don't know why. And she just hugged me. And I remember, I just remember feeling bad. I remember feeling like as um, her mum, I shouldn't be upset. I, sh- I need to be strong. And, yeah. I, you know, I felt like I was showing the wrong example because I've chosen a man who could break me down and uh, do yeah. take her siblings away from her. So... Yeah, it was it was bad. I I did I I know that I didn't really parent, and I haven't been parenting the way I want to be uh, for all my children mm. because emotionally, um, my headspace is uh, somewhere else. I'm constantly having to think. Yeah. When's the next hearing? When's this? Yeah. When's that? Um. So yeah it's, yeah, it's been bad. Bad. And and with your youngest daughter, from the Friday mm. to Monday. Were, was there was there a countdown in yeah. your head from like the second you yeah. oh god I can imagine the second you get her on Friday I've got to have to give her yeah, back yeah she'd on get really upset um a lot our telephone Maybe. calls in the yeah. week uh, when I used to speak to her she used to say mummy I just want to be with you I want to be with you 
oh Thursday, God. Friday, she used to tell me the dates and then she used to say, and I'm with daddy one day a week. I just want to be with you. And then when I would email him and say, she's saying she doesn't want to be with you, please listen. And he'd be like, no, you're manipulating her. And I'm, I'm like, no, you've taken her from me and she's no longer with her mum and she's upset and she needs to be with her mum. And he would just ignore it. And I couldn't understand how he could listen to her getting emotional on the telephone and then just rush it off. I just, yeah. I'd find, yeah, I'd find that impossible. And is there ever a moment when you're with your daughter on that countdown, the Friday to Monday, that you want to just send a message to your son? Like it must just be so hard to talk to her, be present, but also not kind of say, how's your brother? Like, how did you, how did you do that? I did. I used to um, ask her, you know, what he was doing and, you know, like I'd, I'd, she'd tell me, yeah, when you call me, daddy puts him on the PlayStation and she'd tell me things that would happen in the household. And a lot of the phone calls were really um, controlled and supervised. And so she'd tell me who was sitting in the room with her, what they told her to say. And it just broke my heart because I felt this wasn't needed. This, this, this level of, uh, control just didn't need to be there um yeah no I I didn't like it I I had two children with the same person because I wanted to have the connection with each other I'm from a big family myself and I know how important it is to have um the sibling bond um so so yeah it was weird it was strange she would come and and get family time with me and the maternal um extended family and he wouldn't. So, yeah, it, it was bad. That, yeah, it sounds horrific. And from the first court hearing where they ordered, obviously, both children from mm-hmm. Friday to Monday, what rights do you have to go? And I'm sure you obviously are saying he's not following the rules, but what what do you, what can you actually do. About him not letting him, me see him, nothing. Yeah. There was nothing. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, at the times when I had my daughter, they went to the same um, school. So I'd see him at the school, but he, his dad would almost cover him so he couldn't see me. Um, he, God. whatever they were telling him, he would just wouldn't want to talk to me. And they started... Um, feeding him with, with saying that he was afraid of me. Um, so at the school, I just, I couldn't even acknowledge my child. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So they were both there. I would collect one child. And not say nothing to the other. That's yeah. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah. Um, and at times I used to feel that, you know, how how is my son doing this? You know, his mum. But yeah. I know, I I know, I knew, I knew it was always dad's influence, and I I now I now know more so how much of an influence he has over um, our son. By yeah. the things that he's done over the past year. Yeah. So, back into the <laughs> process now. What happens next after this 
first hearing where they ordered the Friday to Monday, how long after that to the next hearing or the next next step in, step in the there process? There was another hearing uh, because he'd come with um, allegations. What they do in family courts is when there's loads of allegations, they have to do a fact-finding hearing, which is basically where they have to determine who's telling the truth. Uh, so we had a pre-trial hearing, which was preparing for the fact-finding, and that was Jan 2021, no, no, 2020, no, 2021. And then there was a fact-finding, and then the fact-finding lasted a few days, and it was extreme. Okay. It was very similar. They did Yeah, it everything. was very similar to a, a criminal proceedings where you have the barrister interrogating you, uh, about you, your life, your parenting, um, anything that the, your ex wants to like, drag up. Yeah, yeah. Call out, yeah. So with the prep for the fact-finding session and the fact-finding session, you're paying a solicitor again? Yeah, so uh, at this point, um, I am 10 grand down again. So add to the Jesus. money before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I had to two put grand. ten grand down for this solicitor. She was a, she was a mm. um, a high paid solicitor, not not highest, but you know maybe mid level. She was about three hundred pound an hour, and she had to go through wow. the paperwork before um, from the previous solicitor. She had to advise me, so it wasn't just her helping with the hearings. It was her preparing the bundle for the for the, the upcoming hearing, right. plus then paying a barrister and, who has to represent me on the day, um, and right. it being a full day, I hadn't even paid for the, the fact finding yet. But I remember Christmas time having to prepare a lengthy statement of all my evidence of the past of how much uh, my ex had abused me and you know pretty much was ruining my life and now he's doing it for my children I decided to do their statement but that's because I knew somebody who was um, good at repairing statements um however yeah money I had to pay that 10 grand to the, the solicitor at the time to repair and do you pay do you have to pay that in one go yeah yeah see Wow, so friends, family, everybody helping you to get this money. Yeah, so at this point, um, my friend uh, set up a GoFundMe and I had yeah. uh, 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 a mum who was an influencer, not was, she's an influencer, who is quite well known on Instagram and she did a fundraising for me to get money because everyone could see Brilliant. that. It was crazy that I could have one child but not the other. So yeah, a lot of people rallied in and that was really helpful I remember at the time thinking I'm yeah. it's embarrassing to be arting do you just have totally I mean do you just have to swallow that now I mean I, I say that knowing that I'd find that really difficult but do you just have like like I don't have 10 grand I don't know where I wouldn't be able to pull that together know how so do you just is it just like I just there's no other option I have to ask for help and I have to accept it. And I'm just... To be honest, I didn't want to do it. I remember um, saying to my therapist at the time, I said, I, I'm going to give up. I'm going to give up and that, because I can't mentally yeah. cope. And I remember saying, it's better if I just stop now um, because every day is too hard for me. And he's winning, he's yeah. winning. He's, he doesn't let me speak to him. He doesn't let my family speak to him. You know, he's ruining our lives. I just Maybe if I just stop now, then maybe... Uh, I'll, he'll let me see them. And I remember trying to say to him, can we settle out of court? And he still said no. He said no. No, mm -hmm. um, what you did as a mum and you're like this and you just, everything's your fault. And and I just I just felt broken. And I, I do remember yeah. in December really wanting to give up. And I remember my therapist said, you yeah. can't. She said, you, you've got to fight for your children you know, she said, even if you don't have representation, yeah. you do it because your children will remember the fight that you put in. So, yeah. Yeah. And at, at, at any point, did you start to believe what he was saying? Did you ever question, yeah. like, am I a good mother? Yeah. Did I do oh, these yeah. things? Yeah, loads. I still do now sometimes. 
yeah. he, he, he has a yeah. way of work, his words. He sends me emails that are really, really condescending. Um, it's almost as though I'm just mm. the incubator for the children. Um, yeah. He talks to me about my children's hair um, and as if I don't look after them. And uh, like my, my daughter's eczema, um, their allergies. It's just crazy. You, you would think that I was never their parent the way he talks to me. Yeah, and, and I suppose if there's any inch of you, if there's even a speck of you feeling guilty about that, that's how that thought can bloom inside your own head. Like, well, maybe I'm not mm-hmm. looking after her. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If there's a second, a split second of you feeling mm-hmm. guilt, which we all do, like when my son has bad skin, I'm like, God, have I done everything that I'm meant to be doing? Have I got the right creams? Have I do- what, what have I done to yeah. cause this reaction? We, I mean, we all do that. That's natural. And I can imagine that just... Every little thing... Blossoming inside every little you. Thing yeah, you, you, magnified. You, you probably wouldn't even acknowledge as a, an everyday parent, but he was picking mm. on everything, everything. It he was, found it and pulled it You out. haven't done this, yeah. you're doing this. You know, and and I'm, I'm a great dad and, and you know, they, they, they're so happy with me. And I used to think, are they? You know, are, are they happy with him? And then thinking to myself, no, they're not. They're not because they need a mum. Everyone needs a mum, and I'm not yeah. dead. I'm still here, yeah. so they need me. But yeah. it's hard. It's hard. Oh God! And at this stage, how long had it been? So we're t- looking at February. So it's been from pretty much like June to February. Uh, Christmas. I had to okay. go for Christmas. Was not having any contact. My son's birthday. Babies. Yeah, he didn't let me speak to him. Oh God! Um, no, actually, he did. He did. My son called me actually, and we was on the phone for an hour. Um, oh. And he just wanted to stay on the phone. Uh, his, oh. his dad had gone to work that morning, and so he was by himself with his grandma. We had some good yeah, clear time. And no distractions. Um, but yeah, it was. Oh. That must have been like yeah. air, like oxygen. Yeah, it it made me think again because I would I would always go up and down of whether my son you know, was was acknowledged me and then I remembered actually no, he knows mum's here. Um but Christmas was hard because as a family we we um are always together and what my ex did was he called um and and got my son to say Merry Christmas to my daughter, the youngest, but not the eldest and not not to me either. And then he mm. uh, had my daughter for the rest of the, the Christmas day, and it was horrible. I, I, I just I wanted Christmas That's to just horrible. pass. I remember thinking, this is this is not normal. No, and so after the prep, the fact finding mm-hmm. session, the fact finding session yeah. actually happens. Then, what's the next stage in the process? So the findings were sought found against both of us as parents which I thought was great. You know, it wasn't just that I had done bad things, he'd done bad things too. And I thought, right, now we've got this and I spent all this money. So the fact finding, I think I paid like five grand. Um, that was... Right. It's yeah. on top of the 10 yeah. grand. Right. So up to 17,000 yeah. um, And because I didn't have consistent <sighs> solicitors from the very beginning, I found I was spending more money. Um, so... Right. Yeah, so it finally happened, got the results. I'm like, yep, great. And then what he did was on my birthday, he got my son to give me a hug outside the school when I collected our, our, our daughter. And I thought, oh, okay. so he's learning then. He's, he's, he's seen it of his ways and he's going to change. And unfortunately, he didn't. It just literally was uh, a hug for a picture he took on his phone for him to then say, well, look, I've done that now. I'm keeping yeah. contact. And oh then he my didn't God. let me have any contact again for months. For how long? Uh, month? Month, no, months. Um, I hadn't, I, I hadn't spoken to my son properly. Or I hadn't had, my son still hasn't been in my home. So, so yes, I've had contact now. Now we are in this month of October. But back in April, March, I still hadn't spent any time with my son. 
I'd asked him if to have yeah. supervised contact. I said, can I meet you in the park with a family member, a friend? Can I have unsupervised contact? Can I um, take him for a meal? I, I tried everything. Everything. I wrote letters, uh, pictures, um, sent you know clothes, um, everything you can think of I did. And he still was like, no, no. He doesn't want to know you. That's heartbreaking. And your daughter, is this still yeah, Friday so to Monday? Yeah, at this point, it's still Friday to Monday. Um, and is she still questioning what's happening? Still saying she wants it's to It's getting less and less because... Oh, that's Yeah, because she's well. used to being there. And he moved them away. So he moved them uh, out of London. And... Uh, he applied for a school up there for my son and my daughter and I tried to stop it in court I'm thinking this is after the fact finding I can't remember exactly but yeah we had another hearing and I tried to stop him from moving and it wasn't granted and he did move and he applied for my son's school without my knowledge and that was uh, that that I couldn't stop that either um that's wild that that can no, happen. No, I, I was able to stop the application. However, where he had right. moved home, the school he put down for first choice was chosen based on the location, if that makes sense, of the child. So mm-hmm. I, I had no, I, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't have changed it because he, he had been living with him. So. Yeah. Yeah. I need to go to school. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, and. Now, in the process, where are you at? Um, well, I lost my job. Um, Sorry and to hear that. Money was, like, um, getting tighter. And I I remember... Um, I can't remember what month we're in, but I just remember it, this happening to me. I remember uh, writing something on my Facebook. And an old friend... A uh, friend of a friend commented and said, she messaged me privately and she said, uh, I'm going through the same situation and uh, these people have have helped me. Maybe you should try them. And she mentioned Southall Black Sisters. Yes. Um, Great. And she said, look, give them a call. And I was like, mm, yeah, but they're not able to help me. I contacted them and they asked me to share my my story and I did. And then they said, um, are you having representation? And I said, no, I can't afford it. And they then said, no, no, we'll get you onto our solicitors and we'll see what we can do. Maybe we can get you legal aid. And because I explained the situation with my ex and how he, he emails me and the things that he says to me, they were like, no, 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 this is emotional abuse. And I was like, really? And right. now like learning about abuse and coercive control, um, I really see it. I really see that the things he says to me aren't normal. Yeah. Um, it's just so hard in the moment, especially, it, again, with your state and confidence. You Some of it yeah. you believe, don't you? So it kind of just feels like, oh, well, yeah, I did. I didn't catch the eczema or whatever, you know, whatever it is, because I do this myself. And it it's... It, it's easy, like you said, if you're a bit removed from it, to sit back and think, okay, this is abusive, this manipulative language. But in the moment, you might just believe it and just think, oh, he's just being nasty. Not that it's more than that. This is yeah, actual yeah. abuse. It's it's calculated, the things he writes. Yeah, yeah it's manipulative. Yeah. It's, um, you know, yes, Strategic. yes, yes, 100%. It, it, yeah. It, I, I just... <laughs> even now I'm like how can you even say that to me um yeah yeah they were really helpful and uh, I was able to get legal aid and it just changed my life fabulous it just changed my life fabulous um, uh, oh. having a solicitor uh on role who can you can, can turn to for support has been great um and because Brilliant. of how he is uh in that he is manipulative and 
um, abusive, it's helpful. However, I, I have met somebody else who is going through family court who her ex-partner isn't like that. And so she was able to represent herself most of the time because it is simply well, just about the arrangements of the child and not somebody trying to break you down to the point where you're no longer there. So, yeah, it can work yeah. for some people having no representation. And it's, yeah, and it, is this, this the point where you started your Instagram yeah, page? Yeah, so I started, I think, around about my um, eldest daughter's um, birthday. Uh, we had, like, all the family round, and although I had a really good time, I just, I always feel there's a loss because my son isn't there. Of course. And it just, I felt as though doing the odd post, just kind of mentioning something slightly to my, you know, my my peers and my my social media following uh, wasn't enough for me. Like, I thought, no, um, someone said to me, why don't you ever talk about it? And I was like, well, you're not really supposed to. Um, but there's loads of forums on Facebook and um, Instagram has loads of different people. And I just thought, I want to talk. I want to say how I feel because some days are really bad. And I can't always talk to my friends and family because now we're eight months, 10 months later into the process, their lives are continuing and, and mine is pretty much on hold. So, yeah, I just thought yeah. I'm going to write it down. And, and I just did. Um, yeah and, and what's the response been like to to your instagram page which is family court and mother's nightmare what what sort of feedback oh, it's been great you um i've i've reached Good. out I've, people from all over the world reach out and tell you their stories um they you know give you the encouragement to keep going i've spoken to people who work in the family court i've spoken to people who mentor i've spoken to dads even who have been alienated from their children and it's very much the same kind of stories of how people do it and it's just comforting to know that you know i'm not alone know that you yeah it must be and is that the term of what's happening to you, parent Yeah, alienation. so um, people say that a child is alienated from another child based on the parent's dislike for the other parent. And they remove them in such a way where their child doesn't even realise they're being removed. Um, it would never be a straight um, comment like, you should never see your mum. It would be something sly like you're 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 doing really well here and you know you, you don't you know right. you've got all your friends yeah. doing really well at school um, yeah i can see the manipulation the strategy the 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 wording and obviously kids are yes, so and trusting that's, that's the unfortunate thing about oh. this is as a child you respect your parent you look up to them you idolize them you think they're telling you the truth you think it's right what they're doing and they have your best interest of course yeah. why would you question um it? it's only as you get older and what i've learned from kind of this instagram followings and people who were alienated is that you look back and think well that's not right that shouldn't have happened and yeah. it's only as you get older that you realize yeah. my mum or dad should never have done that to me yeah, I can imagine it feels like you kind of start looking behind the curtain or it feels like the matrix has opened up and you can start to see things from yeah, other points yeah. of view. So so today, what is your situation? Um, so currently, um, my daughter is actually back with me. Brilliant. Um, Full time? Yeah, she's with me. And Beautiful. She, she spends back, back to the routine before of two days with her dad. Um, okay. And your son? Uh, so um, my ex is, is still being controlling and uh, he has um, given me supervised contact. Uh, so I have to visit a contact centre oh to spend time with my nearly 12-year-old child. Baby, um, yeah. He still doesn't allow my family any uh, contact. So... I had to bring my family on one one occasion to see the him. Contact centre. Um, 
it has been um, discussed uh, that there are no safeguarding concerns. Um, it is simply because the dad thinks this is what my son wants, even though my son has said specifically to professionals that he wants to spend time with me, his maternal grandmother, his older sister, his cousins, his friends. Um, but his dad is saying, no, he doesn't want to do that. Um, and his dad is still pushing for contact to be supervised. Um, I actually do get to see him at school events. Um, mm. However, the dad is trying his very best to not allow me to be there. So what he did initially was when you fill out the forms for school, you would put mum and dad, because mum and dad are in the picture. He put his his mum and himself so mm. that I didn't get any communication from the school. Right. Um, he uh, gives my son, my son has, has a mobile. He won't give me his telephone number. Um, he doesn't let me communicate any other way. Um, mm. Maybe telephone call once every couple of weeks. God. Um, if I'm lucky, um, if I haven't done something to uh, annoy him. Uh, moving forward, uh, the professionals are saying that by Christmas it will be unsupervised. However, uh, he, as the dad, um, was adamant that I should only have one hour a month until our next hearing next year, next year spring. Oh, my God. Um, and what's this next hearing? What so What is that to determine? Our next hearing will be our final hearing, which will determine what contact should look like. Um, Moving forward. Yeah, in the long run. Okay. Um, and this is obviously for both children. No. So because he got my son in a school up where they live, where they're living now, mm-hmm. I said, it's fine. He can live with you. I just want to have contact. I want to have weekly contact. However, he isn't for that at all. Um, I'm of the mindset that he wants me to only have fortnightly contact, maybe a couple of hours. Um, and probably no holiday contact. However, I'm obviously going to push for more because it is it's not fair. No. He has um, our daughter every week, so why should I not have uh, my son? He talks about uh, their relationship being separated, um, and I specifically say it's, they're not separated, you're separating them because you're not allowing them to be with their mum like how they're with you. Um, so, yeah, uh, I've, I've said it's, it's fine. My son um, can, can be there. I just want to have some contact. And because Absolutely. I'm saying that, the professionals are saying, you're not even fighting Aww. to get him back. And this man is still, you know, saying that actually you shouldn't have him, which is concerning. So, you are fighting. You just want to see your child. Yeah. And yeah. I, I understand the route you're taking. You just want to see your child. And this is how you can do that. Yeah. So by the time you have your final hearing, how long would it have been from that day when you didn't hear back to the final hearing? Just under two years. Oh, my God. So a month shy of two years. So... My barrister did say to me, she said that, um, one of the barristers I had, she said, normal cases are usually over by now. She said, um, normal, I actually want to read what she said because I have to sometimes go back to what she said to me because it, it, it fills me with, uh, you know, hope. Yeah. Um, she said to me, um, she said, um, uh, the dad is obsessed with you. Any normal person would have moved on by now and just focused on the children. The children are the only connection he has with you and they have become collateral damage. The children could suffer for the rest of their lives if you didn't stand up to him through these proceedings, as you have done, and it's taken such courage. You've done absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Pat yourself on the back. You're doing a fantastic job. And when I think of that, it gets me upset. I think mm-hmm. about... You know, the days when I was like, oh, I want to give up. Yeah. I think about um, 
the days when I'm like, oh, this is too much, I can't cope, like, I feel like my my heart's broken, and I think now I'm at the point where I'm, I'm actually seeing my son, yeah. in a room, um, I'm seeing him. You're seeing him. And You're seeing him. He talks about uh, our memories and our holidays together, and um, I'm quite a social person, I like to take my children out to, like, the theatre, and things like that and he says it he says oh mum you remember when we did this and you remember when we did that and the TikTok dances we used to do together <laughs> and he, he says them all and he remembers and I think you're so innocent you have no idea how much your dad is ruining your mental health for, for what but I'm I'm here I'm still here and I'm you're I'm still here you're, you're still fighting yeah and you are doing it yeah. I I I am in absolute awe, honestly. It makes me cry now. I am yeah. just in awe. And you just just keep on going, keep on going. Just think from all you've achieved, everything you've done, you are seeing your son, you are seeing your daughter. You've got so much to fight for and you are doing it. And so many people love you and support you and this will pass. I can imagine it doesn't feel like that and it must feel like an eternity, but you are going, you are getting through this and you are going to get through this. Yeah, I know, I know, I know that it will never be the same. No. I'll, I'll never have my children in the way that I had them before. No. However, I just want them to always remember that, you know, mum did her best um, and I never... I always wanted you. Dad just didn't let me have you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 hard. There's there, I I still have up and down days. Um, but I have up and down days. Yeah. So I can imagine you have up and down days. We all have up and down days, but you are battling something. Yeah, it's it's just I find it um, surreal. Yeah. Um, that I would be so many months, years into a process when, like the woman said, most people just focus on the children. Yeah. Because ultimately, we all know that children should just have both parents, you know. Absolutely. Um, and to anyone listening now who's at any part of this lengthy, exhausting, emotional process, what would you like to say to them? Um, talk about it. Yeah. People don't realise um, how lonely it is to be in this position. Um, people judge you because um, they go, well, there must be a reason why the dad's got the child. And they have no idea of how family courts work. And I think once you understand how easy it is for any parent to do this, vice versa, you would be less quick to judge um research go to like the rights of women um have a look on various different websites um that's that that teach you about court hearings join the facebook groups there's loads of facebook um parents that are talking about their experiences you know see what other people say because i think once you're educated it's less of a daunting uh place um, you can represent yourself. Um, it isn't hard. It just gets a bit tricky when allegations get involved because um, you don't always need the money. And always just keep fighting. Um, just keep going. Yeah. Um, there was a quote ages ago I read, I think about the, the sun will always rise again. Yeah. Um, something like that. I can't remember who wrote it. And sometimes, you know, I used to get in my bed, when I didn't have the kids, I used to get in the bed really early and just think, okay, well, tomorrow I'll be here, tomorrow I'll be here. And then tomorrow I would be here and, and it would feel a little bit different and I'd be okay again for a little bit. So, yeah, just ha make sure you, you're you're talking. Yeah. And, and reach out to people. Well, I, I thank you for talking. I thank you for talking and sharing and being so open and 
I can't imagine going through anything like this. And I hope what you've shared today will help people. Um, I think it's amazing you've got your Instagram page for people to reach out and just know that they're not alone, that other people are going through this and you can all support each other. And I just thank you so much for sharing with us. No, thank you. And I just hope women other mums know that they're doing it for their children and their children will be old enough one day to know what the truth is. And it's important to remember to be present, send your letters, send messages, do your best to let your child know that you're still there, regardless of somebody putting a barrier up. That's it. So, yeah. That's it. Thank I'm glad. you. No, thank you for, for letting me tell my, my story. And it's just important. It's just the family courts is so, such a... Oh, I, w- I wouldn't want anyone to go through this. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, this, wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy, this experience. But uh, I've, I'm coming out. Um, I'm, I'm realising how resilient I am. Dope Black Mums. If you'd like to join the Dope Black Mums private Facebook group, please search Dope Black Mums on Facebook. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Please follow on all socials at Dope Black Mums. Thanks so much for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.